Welcome, everybody. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and also best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock the potentials and guide them to succeed. Today on the show, we have another fascinating guest. We interview some of the biggest celebrities, multimillionaires, business CEOs, athletes, performers, artists, to find out their journeys to success, uh, their, how they overcome challenges and adversity, and of course, their keys to success. And today's guest, for sure, can add some light to that because he comes highly sought after by others that I had on this show. Uh, he has lots of experience in the marketing and advertising space, over 15 plus years experience in that, working with some of the biggest companies out there from Coca-Cola to Nike to Samsung. Uh, something I found very unique is that he guarantees his clients KPIs, consumers that actually want their products, their goods and services. He specializes in influencers, branded content, social and paid media, and somebody who, when he speaks, people listen to. And I know because I see him speak on stage, very dynamic, very great input, and uh, somebody who's been able to help so many people really succeed in their branded content and also their social media as well. Uh, so please welcome owner of each and every one global uh, investor, speaker, and of course, marketing and advertising extraordinaire, Mr. Abraham Charles. Hey, sir. Thank you for the nice introduction. I really appreciate it. Hey, awesome. Uh, thanks for being here. I know you're you're all the way across the world from me, so it's always nice to speak to, to somebody who's like time zones and time zones away. <laughs> Yeah, no, based in the UK, London, um, been here all my life. Originally um, grew up in Leeds, which is north of the UK, but been in London, central London for now for about 15, 16 years. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, normally I start off by asking your journey, but let's let's hit this right off the bat. Uh, Tom Brady, how, how was that? And how was uh, how did you come about having that past being thrown to you? <laughs> so he's um, a part of a closed network um, called the... Um, investor network group and the, uh, which was originally known as the founders um, but a, a compatriot called JT Fox who introduced me to the group gave me the opportunity to uh, attend an, an event um, to meet some of his clients and but also to uh, meet the Tom Brady himself and a couple of other um, um, sports stars um, network with them and then go to a, a couple of after events to meet business owners and entrepreneurs and um, see other investors and just basically network the room. Um, so yeah, that happened last year. Um, I ended up speaking to Tom, having about a five minute chat with him, ended up playing a bit of a ball game with about 15 minutes, um, which was great. And then we all went for drinks and um, another photograph opportunity in the evening to do a bit more networking. So we ended up meeting up with Gronk, um, Grigowski, um, and a few other athletes as well. So yeah, it was great. Awesome, awesome. What was, what was going in your mind right at that moment there? <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> At that very moment in time, I thought I actually said to him, "Throw it to me as hard as you possibly can." And I, and halfway through, actually trying to catch the ball, I thought, "Why did I just say that?" But end of the day, you have to keep running your strides. You have to keep making small steps um, to actually get to the end goal. And that end goal for me was catching that ball without allowing it to drop. Um, but as the picture doesn't showcase, I actually ended up jumping onto the barrier and actually catching the ball at the same time. So. The execution was perfect, but yeah, making those small small strides to make the um, big end goal is, is what it's all about. Nicely done. Coming through and also with style. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about the style, but coming through to the end. It doesn't yeah. matter how you get there, but as long as you get there in the end. But again, yeah, I think one biggest takeaway that I took away from that event was the fact that it's such a big global star, um, but he's also... He's also human as well. He's, he's got a bit of humanity, humility about him and just embracing and taking the time out to engage with the audience that was there to answer any questions was very, very gracious of him. 
Um, end of the day, um, it was also raising money for charity, which is obviously for a good cause. But yeah, for, from what you can see of the man himself, he dedicates his time. He puts a lot of due diligence into understanding he, the worth ethic that he needs to do on a, on a daily basis to strive to be the, be the best. And he's, well, let's be honest, he is one of the best in global sports, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, share with us your journey. How, how did you get to who you are today? Uh, this marketing and advertising genius and also a person who's catching balls with uh, Tom Brady. So what was that journey like? Well, the journey started for 20, 25 years ago when I used to be um, in a small town called Leeds. Well, I say it's a small town, um, but I was working in the e-learning industry, um, providing international British schools with a educational platform, but having the ability to sell the marketing piece into the actual parents of the students that was abroad. Um, some, some of the um, students were made a living in, in the UK, um, while the parents were in Australia, they were in uh, Asia, Hong Kong, China. And it was my job to be able to um, put out promotional content to other international British schools um, that didn't have a system um, in place to actually promote the work ethic that was happening by the actual students so that the parents could also engage with the work as well and understand how they actually um, were progressing within their educational journey. And from that point, it taught me how to actually engage with um, the core demographics of people that wasn't technologically savvy. Um, and the type of nuances and keywords that would resonate with them to bring them into the ecosystem as well. So that was quite key and fundamental in understanding the different segmentations of audiences that I had to speak to with the different messaging. From that point, I went went on to work for um, a a technology company called Tribal, um, ended up working in Ireland um, for about two years, doing the digital transformations um, for Trinity College Dublin. Um, work for there from going from a paper base into a digital online system and making sure that they were sufficient and the processes were economical and automated. Um, from that point, I got a bit bored of that, to be honest. And then ended up, I felt to myself, I wanted to go into the bright lights, work with the big agencies. So I ended up creating an e-commerce, um, an app that allowed you to fast track your um, drinks services within the bars, restaurants and nightclubs. Um, I implemented that into my dad's um, own ecosystem. He had a couple of bars and um, restaurants and nightclubs in in the UK. So I tested the baseline of the um, functionality in a couple of the bars, then took it on a global scale and ended up selling it. Um, From that point, I then went down to the UK, uh, London, to work for a couple of the big advertising agencies, um, doing, again, digital transformations, but I transferred over to doing larger campaigns and creating above-the-line campaigns as well. Um, Through that process, that was about four or five years, of working on accounts such as Nike, Lipton Ice Tea, Coca-Cola, um, and so forth, um, from the likes of Coos, Banks, to RBS, to Halifax. Uh, and through that journey, um, I was obviously making great contacts, speaking to big brands, understanding what they wanted to do for their audiences and different segmentations for different territories and how their nuances of conversational aspects resonated with this, a certain audience of that type. So... That took me probably about five to six, seven years of my journey, um, bedding myself in the big ad world. Um, then going from that, I ended up going into a small boutique agencies and work solely working on the likes of Nike um, for a long time on a couple of their European Championship football campaigns, the World Cup campaigns over in Milan, Paris, 
Um, and at that point, I was understanding a hell of a lot more data. Um, that data aspect came from when I was actually building CMS platforms for the digital agencies and working with the likes of Adobe um, and so forth and, and, and understood that data is quite key to driving the success of, of an advertising campaign or a social campaign. Um, and it was in 2016 when I realized that although there's a big spread of driving awareness through the upper funnels of utilizing celebrities from Cristiano Ronaldo to Kim Kardashians to um, the likes of Tom Brady, whoever it may be. But then underlying, the underlying element had to also, we had to drive the footfall into Brits and motor scores. Um, and it was all good and well that we had these big celebrities to drive mass awareness, but who was actually talking to the lower level people at the community level and getting them resonating um, and understanding the nuance of the product or service. So I took it upon myself to create an Excel spreadsheet and that allowed me to analyze the data of the social profiles of these um, celebrities, but also influencers at the time of content creators and the people at the low ground in the local communities and how they interact on the social and how they drove engagement and how they created a community and followership uh, within their social community and all that led to one thing to another to me then understanding a bit of an algorithm that actually worked to say look we need a celebrity who's going to drive the mass awareness but then we also need another five to 20 influencers that's going to drive people through the door um, and that point I ended up going to work for a brand called um, Lab Bible, um, which is a global media publisher. Um, they create a lot of content across Facebook, Instagram, um, and create viral content. So they probably average around about uh, 40 million views of content every single day on, on various subjects. And that allowed me then to embed influencers into the content on a regular basis and watch how the audience gravitates that piece of content and, and showcase it virally. Um, that mechanism then f made me thought, you know what, I'm onto something here. Um, I can then produce, understand if we're to use a celebrity, if we're to use an influencer, if we use a content creator, or if we're to use the man down the road, maybe my next door neighbor, mm -hmm. what the output of that campaign and what the results that they should be driving. So if I was to create a, a creative campaign that, uh, wanting to have multiple touch points in omni-channel, so out of advertisements, digital to screen ads, um, it may be social content across Facebook, Instagram, long form across YouTube, short form across likes of reels and things like that. If I if I put into this algorithm, it would say I would need to use three influencers, uh, one celebrity, uh, an influencer had to, one influencer had to be a micro, two influencers had to be a nano with those at a certain level of followers. The output would be they would drive 10 million um, impressions, they would drive um, 7 million views of the content, they would drive 100,000 people to a landing page, but ultimately we'd understand the conversion rates and the ROI, which we can report back to the actual client before the campaign actually started. So it would give them a lot more confidence. It would give the team a lot more confidence to say, if we go down these strategic directions, we will be able to hit the business KPIs for those clients. But throughout that journey, we had the ability to optimize and tweak the campaign metrics and, and, and different levers as well. So, yeah, that's a quick synopsis of my path. Uh, I know I'm going a bit quickly, but, yeah, it gives you a bit of an overview of the journeys that I've been through and what's entailed in, throughout that journey as well. Wow, that, that is incredible. Uh, it's such a complicated uh, journey, but then also allowing you to really showcase what you can do and what you're able to provide your clients. It's it's absolutely fascinating. Now, when you're talking about that, you work with some of the biggest companies out there. 
what what are they coming to you with? What are the most common things that they're struggling with? They go, hey, you know what, Charles uh, Abraham, help us out with this because we're not able to to get the results that we want compared to small business or small entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think with with bigger clients, it's a lot easier to drive awareness. They can p- pull the purse strings and say, look, we're going to go with a big agency. But end of the day, everybody struggles to find that authentic connection and identifying the right person who can actually promote your brand or service. So they're looking for somebody to come on board and actually do the deep dive, the dirty work of doing the analysis, the insights, the research, um, understand the data, understand the metrics, but then also to do the day-to-day management because they've obviously got other things to deal with within their business, which is more strategic at a high level. Um, so with the big corporate organizations, they're looking for efficiency, a quick turnaround, but also to make sure that you understand the numbers and understand what their KPIs are and whether or not you can actually perform against those KPIs. With the smaller businesses, they also want their fundamental issues are about getting a return as quickly as possible because they don't have the big, massive budgets. Um, is very every dollar every pound needs to be accounted for so and this is why i've gone down the route of providing a guaranteed roi and the guaranteed roi is based over a certain period of time which allows us to drive awareness it allows us to drive consideration and it also allowed us to drive the lower funnel metrics in terms of sales or whatever that may be for that individual business um, and at that point, if we don't hit those numbers, we extend the campaign until we do at a cost of ourselves. And at some point, if touch wood, it never happens, by the way. <laughs> but if at some point we do get to a point, we think to ourselves, actually, what we've analysed is not a true reflection of what the output of the campaigns can be. We'll turn around to the client and say, do you know what? We'll give you your money back. Uh, it's at a cost to us. Unfortunately, we're not going to be helped and uh, be able to hit those KPIs. So we're going to just call it quiz. And what you have gained from the campaign so far, the insights we'll provide to you. But moving forward, we're not going to be able to carry on that relationship. So I'd rather be upfront at the beginning so a client understands what they're truly going to get for the return. Because, like I said, a small business, they pinch every penny, they need a return. And they're very, very scared. It's all about educating them and making them understand it. If you go down this route, this direction, this is what you're going to get. But if ultimately, if you've got $100, but you want to get a million pound reach, you're not going to achieve that. But what you need to do in incremental small steps is X, Y, Z. And we'll show them that path. And then that path will will outline the small incremental steps in terms of what they'll get for their return. And then as they carry on, they'll build and build and build moving forward. Like, because you mentioned some of the small businesses, their, their budget is is limited. Uh, yeah. hard for them to compete. So how do they compete with the bigger names and the bigger companies out there if they're going after some of the same same clientele? Like it's in, it's almost impossible for them to go, you know what, I'm going to break this market. Yeah, no, it is impossible. And it's all, for them, it's all about, again, for any brand, it's all about driving a community and being authentic to what, what resonates with your audience. Um, authenticity is a key because people can see through you. Um, and this is the reason, this is the part of the educational process. You always have to look at a long-term strategy than, rather than a short-term win. Um, majority of the clients, small business clients that come to me expect to return in the first month or so. And I always turn around and say, that's never going to happen. You're going to look for a return within about six to nine months. Um, you have to look on the end goal rather than the short-term win. So build up a consistent funnel as we do, build up a partnership between, let's say, the influencers that we bring on board, make sure they're the right people, they're the right fit, they're all fit they, they have that authenticity to be aligned with your products and service. 
Um, you know, as well as I know, everybody else knows that a celebrity nowadays, half the time they're just endorsing a product because it's they're getting paid for it. But you have to find that individual who actually resonates authentically with that product or service. And once that's married up and aligned, then they can start telling the genuine story of that product or service that they're using that's been integrated into their everyday world. And that story then truly comes through um, the social content or the channels that they're portraying on. And yeah, you'll get resonating feedback from the audience. They'll say, look, I do like this about this product. I don't like this about this product. And then you start building a user case around them. And then you then get feedback, which then may help you identify R&D prospects of the actual products, which you can build upon that way. Uh, and then, yeah, just create that community and, and that love for, for the service that you provide. Now, I've seen some of the case studies that your company has gone through. It's award-winning multiple times. Um, is there one case study that you're the most proud of, where the results are absolutely incredible that you yourself were surprised about? Um, I would actually go back to saying there is one, uh, and that's a skincare brand, and also a sports brand, which I'm not allowed to name, actually, um, based over in the UK. Um, they're a Premier League football team. And the idea was to actually generate uh, more apparel sales over in the US. So it was basically identifying um, key product ranges that would fit a new audience segmentation. So we did a lot of insights and research. Um, and we were testing different cohorts of audiences. And the client was determined that it was a certain demographic. And I was like, no, definitely not a certain demographic. You need to try this new audience on this new platform. And again, the client didn't want to put the money into the testing phase, so I took it upon myself to actually do the behind-scenes testing using my own cash just to understand if I was right. I just needed to prove it to myself. <laughs> it wasn't for the client's benefit, it was for my own benefit. Um, so I went away and did a bit of a testing strategy on the TikTok platform with this, uh, lower demographics, um, utilising the same messaging. Um, and on behold, we did have, the client saw an increase of 3,000% in a, a, period, a, win, a small window um, and he came to me and says um, what's going on um, we've just seen a massive spike we've just run out of stock and I was like okay why what's happened because yeah in the last two weeks we've just run out of stock and I'm having to order some more and we've seen an increase of the codes that's been generated and we've not generated them so I says well I've done a campaign internally I tested it on TikTok platforms with a new set of influencers and targeted a new audience, and this is what's happened. It was like, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Next following month, he's increased the budgets, moved the budgets over to TikTok, and yeah, we've we've uh, kept the relationship strong ever since. So yeah, there's uh, again half of the battle is if you understand the data, it's key because the that fundamentally should tell you what directions to go in. And for me to have the nuance and understanding of previous campaigns that we were running on a certain platform for other brands i knew that things were working better than other platforms so it was just me having to give a, a case study to the client before he actually understood what what i was talking about mm. cool i mean that guy came coming up to you is like what's wrong I, what's happening my stock's <laughs> gone what, what do you do i'm sorry <laughs> yeah exactly uh, it's a perfect case of the frame to go internally as well and speak to the budget holders and get an increased budgets but also show to them that the what we were suggesting was the right thing to do in terms of divert diverting the budget from one platform to another as well and a different um, audience segmentation which is now okay. uh I, I know i know your time is is very limited uh, just a couple of few more questions here for yeah. for somebody who has like very very limited uh, budget. Is there something that you would say? Okay, if uh, have set up uh, a certain percentage 
for your gross revenue that's directed to marketing advertising with a company like yourself or others to help them with the growth? Um, or is there a, a step-by-step kind of thing? What's the first thing that they should do? Again, if, uh, with a, let's, let's take a startup, for example. Uh, startup say you've got very limited uh, budget. So first of all, you, you've got multiple platforms across the ecosystem from Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Shorts, Reels, across Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, you've got Be Real. There's so many. You've even got the likes of uh, excuse me, other um, platforms that which hold their own community. So I would start off utilising those platforms and doing organic content yourself and putting as much effort into that as possible. Um, once you start building up a certain amount of followers and you're driving revenue that way or driving revenue through other means, um, you can then start looking at putting at literally probably 2 3%, 5%, 10% of your um, revenue into your marketing spend. Um, but ultimately, everybody's got a mobile device nowadays, so it's easy to capture yourself. Content videos key. But what you also need to do is understand where your target audience is, where they live, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, maybe. Um, make sure you're creating content in the right format for those audiences. Um, you've obviously got long form, which is different for the likes of LinkedIn to the likes of long form on YouTube because it's different formats. Um, but you can also take those formats and segment them into like a short form, 15 second clip, 30 second clip to a minute, uh, and then dis- um, put that on different platforms. But then the messaging itself has to resonate with that audience. So you've also got to tailor that piece of content. Um, and when I say content, I mean the copy of that content, whether it be the headline, whether it be the short descriptions, it, it, whatever formats, those have to be tailored to the right audiences as well. So, yeah, getting being consistent with content, making sure it's going out on a regular basis. I would say nowadays, depending on what platform, but you need to have at least three or four pieces of content going out every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very key. I class it as free advertising nowadays, but again, it's never free because you have to put your own effort and your own time into um, creating those contents. But it's better than actually spending £1,000, £2,000, £3,000 at the beginning. Um, start generating those engagements that community and then when you get to a certain stage where you can actually start physically putting money into the ecosystem um, you want to start testing the relevant again testing the relevant audiences start incrementally but you may not get the return that you expect straight away so if I put a thousand pound into a an, an ad creations, I may not see a return until I spend three thousand because of the algorithm needs to be warmed up and the data needs to come through and it needs to be optimized and, and things like that. But these we talk about this for a long time. You could take your existing client list and shove it into the system to get lookalike profiles and create custom audiences and things like that. But yeah, start off small, start off organic, start off with an iPhone, create content yourself, get that posted. It's as simple as that. Um, that's the way forward. What's the most common misconception that people think that you do? The most common misconception is that they're going to get a return straight away. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's a long game. I've been creating content now for the last, it's been on and off for the last, I would say, four or five years. Um, and it never resonated with the audience in the first three or four years. <laughs> I can tell you that now. But it's only now that it's starting to build up traction. It's not a lot. but And also the misconception is that if you've got, you need to have a huge number of followers on each of these social platforms. That's not true at all. So if you have a small number of followers, but you have high engagement rate, and those high engagement rate turns into valid clients and customers, and they spend and they you actually monetizing those customers. That's even better than having ten thousand and you only got a two percent engagement and nobody you're not you're not getting getting any sales out of it. So yeah, 
the followerships, buying likes, buying comments don't do. People can see through that because it's going to be no engagement. It's all going to be bot-driven and things like that. So be authentic to yourself. Stay humble. Create content. Create on a regular basis. Look at the data. Be consistent with that. And, yeah, make sure that you interact and engage with your audience as well. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for all that great uh, great content there. Um, I got five rapid-fire questions for you. I know your time go, go, go. is very limited, but we'll get to this very quickly. Um, Strand on a deserted island. First, one food to eat for the rest of your life. No consequence. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood calls and go, hey, Abraham, your journey is amazing. We would like to do a biopic on you. Who would you cast to play you? Uh, Idris Elba. Uh, Idris Elba shows up at your door and goes, hey, buddy, I got casted to play play you for your biopic. Uh, let's hang out. And you go, no problem. I'm going to show you a great time. What's that? What's that night like? What do you take them out to do? Over a meal, a glass of red wine, and then back home for a house party so that he can DJ. <laughs> uh, you're stuck in a car and you're driving for a long period of time, and there's only one song that plays over and over and over on hours on end. What's that one song you don't mind listening to? Um, Luther Vandross dancing with my father. Ah, nice. And then finally, uh, give me a number from one to five. Six. That's not from one to five. (laughs) (laughs) Four, my lucky number. One, two, three, four. So if you had to compare success to a handprint, how success like a handprint? If I had to compare success to a handprint, what would my handprint be? Sure. (laughs) Nicely done. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, your time is very valuable, and I'm I'm much appreciated your your input here. Uh, is there any final words from you? Uh, my final words are just drive for success. Don't be shy. Take that first step into the unknown. Um, everybody has to start somewhere. Um, we've all done it, and it'll always continue to be that way. So yeah, make that first step in your journey. And if anybody wants to reach out, what's the best way? Best way is Abraham at eachandeveryone.co. Or you can reach me on LinkedIn, um, Abraham Charles, or you can even get get hold of me on Instagram, which is Adi by Abe, which is A D E B Y A B E, um, and the business name is Each and Every One. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate your time. It was great. And uh, for everybody else, make sure you connect with Abraham. His content content is amazing. And reach out to him if you have any questions and uh, sought uh, sought his consultation. So thank you very much again. For everybody else, here's Abraham. My name is Fong Chua. Until next time, today is the day to lock your peak potential. We'll see you later.